Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to this episode of Shine Your Soul Light podcast, where we are sharing the voices of visionaries who are leading in the golden age. My name is Mary Gooden, and I will be your host. My mission truly is to support others in aligning and defining with their ever-evolving mission and purpose. I lead with courage and authenticity as the heart of humanity, and I am just so excited to to be in this space with you. So thank you for listening. I always ask that we take a moment of silence and stillness to close the eyes and open the heart. May we anchor in love, compassion, and grace. And may we receive wisdom, guidance, and inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So joining me today is one of my favorite clients, I'll say, and uh, just a blessing. Number one international best-selling author, Helen Hardware. She was in the first title that Divine Destiny Publishing put out, Align Leaders. She is a spiritual hypnotherapist and one of the best, I'll add, a coach who helps lightworkers and starseeds to navigate their spiritual journey and connect with their soul's calling to really unlock the confidence and fulfill it, uh, which is huge. Uh, Helen is also on a mission to ensure that no light worker hides their light. I love that, Helen. Our soul's mission is really the heart. It is the heart of who we are. It is the reason, the purpose behind everything we say, see, and do. So uh, she is ushering in the, the very high frequency of confidence and courage for, for all of us. So Helen, thank you for being here. Uh, share a little bit more about where you are in the world and uh, what on earth are you doing, right? <laughs> well, thank you for having me, Mary. It's fantastic to reconnect with you as always. Um, so I'm in the UK. Um, I'm on the borders of Yorkshire uh, in the northeast of England and I guess what am I doing I don't know sometimes I question what am I doing it's all just so magical um, so I am doing oh, I'm working with my 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 unique framework which is earth soul star so that is allowing us to really connect to that deep inner knowing that intuition our higher self through addressing blocks from this life, through healing and addressing blocks from past lives, and then connecting to our starseed origins and expanding our consciousness and all of the magic and gifts that come with that, which is absolute pure bliss. Oh, it certainly is. I love the, I love the word bliss. Uh, and I just love hearing you, you share because uh, when I listen to it, Helen, especially with you, like I said, just you're an expert, but the, the energy and the frequency and the vibration, isn't it just so amazing that this is where we are now, that we are coaching and, and we have leaders such as yourself doing this work in, in the next dimension? You know, at times during my life, and I'm, I'm middle-aged, whatever that means, uh, <laughs> you know, it just seemed like, will we ever see change? And here we are. I mean, if I look back to my childhood, I was really, you know, fascinated by crystals and I just sensed that there was something else. I had a great intuition and looking back, I manifested without having any clue that that's what I was doing. But it was definitely perceived as weird on the fringe of society. I definitely was bullied around my um, my attitude at school 
um, and around the fact that I, you know, I was quite mystical in my approach and whatever the the sheep of the the school kind of went and did you know the herd went one way and I would go the other so I think it's so magical that we've never been in a time that's as safe as this to embrace our gifts and to communicate and share our our spiritual philosophies and beliefs and really embody that fifth dimensional consciousness and it's yeah, it, it, when I work with past life clients, so many of us have been through traumas in past life where we've come in as light workers, as star seeds, as early generations, and we've been persecuted and we've been rejected and we've been killed for those beliefs. You know, witch wounds are a real thing. And as much as I don't really like the term witch wound because it maybe comes with you know connotations of we've been burnt at the stake and it's it's so much more than that any time that we've been rejected or persecuted for speaking our truth for challenging conventional norms and um, stepping out of societal expectations and that that was one of the things I loved about um, the book that we did together was the sage wisdom for women who you know exceeded societal expectations I, I, that's just such an important thing that we now have the power to be able to do and to step into mm, I think because we're writing about it and reading about it right <laughs> but you're right being able now to feel the freedom uh, to step out to, to uncloak ourselves again in this lifetime now and feel safe to do so um, they're all all of it's really very real things and uh, just as you I don't know that I could have shared that you know even 15 years ago when I was in the corporate carnival uh, I knew what I was doing and I knew what I was holding on to and I know who I you know parts of me were but not in one way shape or form would they have been perceived as acceptable had I brought them into the community of my corporate life, I would have, well, they did call me Crazy Mary. So perhaps, <laughs> perhaps some things were sneaking out, right? Uh, the ability to manifest. Um, I love that you use that word. Uh, I love that people are, are moving in and out and away from it too. You know how we do that with words. We're like, well, yeah. I'm not going to call it this, but you know, the reality of everything is, is that's what we are capable of. And truly in my belief, one of the only reasons that we have been, we have been put under such heavy conditioning is because those that, that we think we can trust and those that are leading our country uh, were in fear if they couldn't, if they couldn't squash that down because then yeah. we truly would be living in the freedom that we deserve. That is our right. Our right is to be free, not under somebody's thumb. Uh, so I think it's, it's such a powerful time. Share with us, Helen, uh, if you would, and there's lots of them. And I, I always like the, the listeners to know there are lots of pivotal moments in our life. And perhaps uh, the more that you collect, the higher your frequency goes. But <laughs> tell us about one of your, your biggest pivotal moments, um, if you would share with us how that really uncovered your light. I was thinking about this question before we spoke today, because like you said, there's been so, so many, but I wanted to go back and find one of the really, really important ones. And it, it seemed such an unimportant memory. But as I unpicked it, I realized what a transformational moment it, it was. And that was probably the moment that I realized that I was a light worker and that that was a thing 
And suddenly everything that I believed that was perhaps, you know, outside of all those like rules and regulations and things that we're told that are real, that none of that really mattered. And all of that inner stuff that I felt and I thought and I believed actually had a place and it had value. I wasn't alone and I wasn't crazy. And the realization that there's this feeling deep down inside of me that I had a mission, I had something that I was here to do. And I knew that involved shining my light or working my light. And it, you know, I knew that that was my soul's purpose. At that point, I had no idea what it was. And that took time to unravel. And even when I did get the answer in a meditation, you know, the answer was love. And I sat there going, what the hell? You know, come on, love, what am I meant to do with that? You know, if it was to teach or, you know, to explore or something, I could understand the context, but it was like, love, what does that mean? And it took me a long time to work out that it's about teaching us, you know, ourselves, teaching myself and helping others to love themselves. Um, so going back to that pivotal moment, I was in the bath and um, I remember it was a, a long soak in the bubble bath. I just started doing yoga teach training and Amazon kept recommending this book to me. And you know, Amazon recommends books to us all the time, but it kept suggesting this book over and over and over. I'd never heard of it. I'd never heard of the author. Nobody had recommended it. And I just, in the end, I just kind of went, okay, the universe wants me to read it. I'm gonna read it. And it was Rebecca Campbell's Light is the New Black. And it really did just open my eyes to go, oh, okay, this is a thing. This has a label, this has a word, this has an identity. I recognize now that's a box I'm able to place myself into. Now, I, you know, I'm all for breaking boundaries and not placing ourselves into boxes, but sometimes we need that clarity of a label to understand a little bit of part of us before we then let it go and not let it define who we are or limit us. So yeah, that was one of the really, really pivotal moments. Um, it, it seemed such a small, trivial memory, but it had a big impact on me. Mm, she does. She certainly does, Rebecca Campbell. I've read both both. She might have a third book out now that I haven't, but both of them. Uh, and I also um, did her Cosmic Blueprint course uh, many years ago. And I just, uh, I, you know, that's the same thing. Like, this is a thing. This is a, a real thing. And I feel clarity behind it. I don't feel crazy. I feel, I feel as though now I'm fully supported, you know, that moment of recognizing, but I want to peel back a layer on something else you mentioned before you, you shared that last piece about um, going into meditation, because I believe a lot of us get hooked up right here. Like I'm trying, in fact, I talked to a client yesterday. I'm trying to find my soul's mission, but I just can't hear it. What, what if it is just one word right now? What if it is just the nugget that says, okay, first things first, align yourself with love. Yeah. Second thing, second, now align yourself with expansion. Now align yourself with this. What if it's not like they programmed us to believe? You're going to get your master's degree in, in this, in science or whatever. And here's all the books and here's the plan and here's the outline. What if it doesn't look like that? What if it just says one word? So when I take clients into the in-between life state and we connect with guides, um, it's one of the most common things that people want to know. What is my sole purpose? And it's never that you need to be an architect or you need to be a teacher or you, know, you need to do a certain job or occupation. I mean, sometimes there's an element of it perhaps in 
teaching, but you know, teaching lots of different things, but it's never that you have to be an elementary teacher or something like that, or you know, you've got to be a lawyer. Um, it's always the essence. It's always working the light, holding the light and doing something that's high vibrational. It's, it's hard to explain, but the purpose is always to experience in some way. And to me, there's, there's a whole load of things that that unpacks. You know, we're in the age of Aquarius. We're in that age of experience. You know, the Piscean age was, I want to know, teach me. The Aquarian age is, I know, I want to experience. You know, we've got all the information we could ever need at our fingertips, but it is about how we learn as a soul from the things that we go through, how we're able to overcome adversity and challenge and to grow from it and to learn from it and to help others and to, to serve society as a whole in what we do. And that's not necessarily means that, you know, you have to be scrubbing floors at the temple, although that's a wonderful thing to do. We can serve society in so many different ways, but the main thing is really, just to hold the light in, inside of us and to if we hold that light it illuminates the path for everybody else mm, yeah i believe that everything that we need is actually inside of us sure it's at our fingertips but what we're the biggest computer of them all oh absolutely and yeah we, and our intuition already, is more powerful yeah we already know everything we need to know i i feel like it's just a bit of uncovering which is why you're your offering in the world of, of this coaching um, and bringing people to the deeper layers and uncovering the past lives and, and helping them cut the karmic ties and, and recognizing that soul contracts expire. They do, <laughs> and we have a choice to terminate them. I mean, that, that things shift, that, that really the biggest part of this is, can we, can we, can we go with the flow? The one thing that we've always said, I, you know, why do you think we've, most of us have always thought that I just want to go with the flow. Do you think that just came out of nowhere? Or do you think that's coming from the very deepest part of you that says you came here to flow with the change, to share, to learn, to grow together? Yeah, absolutely. And, and to get into that flow, it's not just a matter of knowing what we're here for, you know, knowing that purpose and connecting to it and feeling aligned with it. We've actually got to do something. It is about taking action and you know moving forwards in some way. And that takes confidence and it takes courage. And that's something that can be really difficult because in a lot of cases, our soul's purpose or calling of coming into this life is to learn something new. And that means that we have to step out of our comfort zone in order to do it. We've got to bridge that gap if we want to get that soul growth. And there's so much joy and love and peace and connection in being able, well, on the other side, but it's taking that leap and being able to commit to it and saying, I know this is what I'm here to do. And I'm going to trust that I have everything I need inside of me to do it. Mm, it's so true. And, you know, I always like to bring it back as you don't, the, the deal, yo, is that you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. And that is part of the biggest, like, even for me and even for, for some clients I still see, and even just listening to, to people like, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do it all by myself. And I'm like, and, and I've been that way. I was that I'm a Leo for heaven's sakes. I've been that way mo over half of my life. Like, oh, hell no. 
you're a freaking lion. You will do this on your own. And uh, I'll tell you, collaborating and always, I don't, I don't want to do anything alone. I try to connect with as many people as I can and put different things together with as many people as I can, because that's how we raise the frequency. We do it together. I can certainly raise the frequency, but I can raise it a whole lot faster if I invite Helen and, and, and everybody else where, you know, we're interviewing on this podcast and we do it together and we get in one massive circle and tomorrow we've just raised the frequency. It's, it's so powerful. So now I would love for you to share Helen, because this is a big one. You know, uh, we talked about it just for that moment of, of releasing karmic ties and, and being, being courageous enough to step away from contracts, soul contracts that are no longer serving us. Uh, how does it, has it shifted your relationships? Oh, that's a good question. So I think as I've been through my spiritual journey, as my, my frequency rose and increased as I came more connected, then I started to notice shifts in my friendship groups, first of all, and people who were no longer vibrating at the same frequency and that's not um it's not a judgment that's not a superiority complex there's no ego in that but we were vibrating on different frequencies would naturally just fall away but they create a space for the most amazing beautiful souls who were vibrating at the same level or higher to come into my life and that's been really really beautiful um in relation to my closer relationships with my family um, I don't know that it's necessarily changed because we've always been exceptionally close as a family and my husband's very accepting and very understanding of all of my woo-woo stuff and, and has been from the beginning, which is so beautiful. We're on different journeys, but he completely has my back and that's such a precious thing and it's probably made us closer from that. Um, the only person that sort of sticks out is my dad who sort of every now and again will say, oh, I didn't raise you to be a hippie. But that's okay because my mum did. <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. So much fun. Oh, that terminology for hippie, I just love to, to kind of chuckle at that too. Uh, for the life of me, I definitely would put myself in that box from an early age. I would always, you know, I was born in 76 and I was like, I was born right there at Woodstock. It was happening when I took my first breath. <laughs> well, I was, yeah. at, I was at an event the other day. It was a, a spiritual conference and a, a friend that I was there with looked around and went, oh my God, everyone looks normal. What did, what did she expect? And we had that conversation and she said, well, I kind of thought everybody would be in tie dye clothing and you know, long floaty dresses. And she said, these people are just in jeans and t-shirt and look just like everybody else. And I guess that's spirituality for the 21st century. You know, it goes back, it makes me think of, there's a brilliant line in the old Adam's Family film from the nineties, you know, when Wednesday Adam goes dressed as a homicidal maniac, cause they look just like everybody else. Well, that's spiritual people for the 21st century. We wear jeans and t-shirts just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. Comfort, 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 comfort. Uh, that's what I tell everybody I see. Prioritize your comfort, even if it's jeans and t-shirts, you know, just get out there and be present and be you and be a community and watch how how the reality is, is that we thrive in that environment. 
we thrive in that environment. We're not surviving, we're thriving in a community environment and allowing each of us to, to be our unique selves. And that's authenticity what, too. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Uh, of course you're different, my gosh. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> of course, we all came here to, to create a unique and beautiful presence. Oh, tell us, Helen, if you would, enlighten us just a little bit more um, in this conversation. For those that are, you know, dabbling and, and that same question, like I feel I'm getting a lot these days is, well, how do, you know, I've been asking what my soul mission is and I just still don't, don't know. What advice really though, would you have for people that are, that are really wanting to take the next step forward and lead in this in this light age, this love age, this golden age. So what I always suggest is that people, first of all, just turn turn inwards and tap inwards. What do they sense? What comes up? What are they drawn to? What are the, what do they love doing? And to look at that from a bigger picture and then ask themselves, what is it that that gives them? So one of my clients is a phenomenal um, interior designer. But her purpose isn't to be an interior designer. Her purpose is about creativity. And that could have been, she could have been an artist, she could have been a writer, she could have been one of many things, but her expression of her creativity comes from her interior design business. So what I would say is always go inwards and just tap into your higher self, your intuition. What is it telling you? and just feel into that and then understand you know, what lights you up and what element of that or why does that light you up? And that'll leave you to give you an idea of probably what your mission is. There are simple ways with hypnosis to go deep into a trance state and connect in with your guides who are usually more than willing to illuminate on exactly what you're here for. Um, but there's lots of different ways that we can do it. Yeah, don't don't be afraid to receive help on that. Like Helen just said, there are lots of different ways that you can can bring yourself into basically a place of consciousness, conscious listening. And uh, I always like to remind everybody that it is ever evolving. That once you've received your message, kind of like your dreams. This is this is something I wrote down last month, which is not what a day away. <laughs> uh, you know, what if your biggest dream is your mission? And your mission is your biggest dream. And then as you keep moving towards this big, big heart, heart, heart-led dream, and you find yourself accomplishing that and achieving that, and then you almost get the next, you get the next part of it. Uh, my Akashic Records told me once that I was in a carnival. It's like my life was a carnival and I could go on any ride I wanted to as many times as I wanted to, but that I could treat it as such that it's ever evolving. And it's just about following, like Helen just said, what lights you up? And if you, if you haven't been able to recognize that place, go deeper if for, for your own sake, for your own sake of wanting to know, go a little deeper, ask every day, ask every morning, show me something. I love that, but it works. Give me a sign. I know you've used it a couple of times, I think even with the book. <laughs> yeah, I used it a lot of times. Uh, when I was debating whether or not to sign up for the book after we first spoke, I put my trainers on, I went out for a run and I put it out there and said, you know, universe, give me a sign if I meant to do this book. 
And as I turned back for home, there was a double rainbow. And that was my sign. So I instantly knew. But I ask for signs all the time. But we have to be careful if we're asking for a sign that we remember, A, to look for it. You know, we're asking for answers. And B, if you get your sign, I have a really bad habit of forgetting what the question was that I asked. So it is important if we want that guidance that we're able to remember what we've asked for and then look out for it because often it doesn't come in the way that you might expect. It might be something, you know, you might set an intention, will show me a yellow butterfly, but it might not be a physical insect that you see. It might be on a card or on a cup or it might just be um, a picture online or something else that isn't necessarily the way you anticipated, but the the sign will come. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say the same thing. Once you do it, just turn your awareness up. At the end of the moment, at the end of the day, at the end of the whatever whatever we feel like the end is, all that we have is what we're presently in. This, This is really all that exists. So I just try to dial in my awareness all the time. Instead of seeking life, I let life seek me. Absolutely. And we can get those answers in so many different ways. And, and you know, one of the ways I teach my clients is how to do self-hypnosis, to use their body to give them the answers. Or, you know, use a dowsing pendulum or rods or simply asking for signs, um, you know, channeling. I, I channel the Akashic Records and just free write. All that, there's so many ways that we can get that wisdom that's available to us. And it's just recognizing that it's there. It's like a tap. We just have to turn it on. But also we can get really stressed out about, well, where is the stopcock? How do I turn it on? You know, how, do, how do I get there? So there's also an element of surrendering that desire, that need, and just trusting that the universe will supply it. Mm, So true. One word, Helen, that describes uh, to our audience what it feels like for you to lead in the golden age. Magical. Mm, mm -hmm. So much so, so much so. Oh, I love that. Tell us, uh, tell the audience just one way, the easiest way, the best way, uh, it's going to be in the show notes, but how they can connect with you, Helen? Yeah, you can contact me on Facebook. I'm just facebook.com slash Helen Hardware. Um, or on Instagram, I'm soulful underscore confidence. Fabulous. And I'll put those things in the show notes for everybody to see. Um, thank you, Helen. Thanks for sharing uh, time and space with me today. I love talking about uh, life in this in this present state of where we are all in the magic and we can choose at every moment which direction that we get to go and so until we get an opportunity my friends to meet in this beautiful collective energy i say keep shining your light keep sharing your love and your truth with the world in every way every day i look forward to talking to you soon bye